Today is July 31st. The Yankees take three out of four from the Royals. Some dramatics in a lot of these games. And the trade deadline looms large. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. Got Jake repping Team Baggage and BBD producing in the corner. Episode number 777. That scares some people. People are scared of sevens. Jake, your thoughts on the number seven? James, Davis Wimbledon, everyone live with us, uh, your family and friends, what's going on? Uh, I have a pretty good relationship with the number seven, uh, 17, uh, was a popular number in the Storielli house growing up. Um, my sister liked the number 17. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like 666 is the one that usually gets a lot of that attention. Uh, seven, yeah, I, I kind of think of like a casino winner. Well, yeah, but if someone doesn't like the number seven, surely they're not going to like the number seven, seven, seven. If you don't like the number seven, you ain't going to like three sevens in a row. Absolutely. Them the facts, Jax. How you doing, Flaxel? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I don't know. It's like the calm before the storm with this trade deadline where yeah, uh, rumors died for like today, which was the most bizarre part. Bro. It was... um. We had all the like fake rumors last night. It's going to be the craziest trade deadline ever. It's like, all right, well, you're kind of going the opposite way on me when you say that. Just don't straight up feels like smoke and mirrors. And then today, there's like nothing. So I don't, it was like a nice little relaxing game until the end and a nice like wrap up of a four game set, hoping uh, the trade deadline comes. But now I'm starting to get worried that the amount of moves that I wanted them to make aren't going to happen. Although we still have a lot of time left and last year they made all their moves on the very last day. So I got to like control myself, but yeah, still in just trade deadline limbo. Yeah, no, it was bizarre because we got, it felt like the dam was starting to break. We, we saw a couple trades go down the Yankees and Benintendi, uh, Luis Castillo to the Mariners that it was like, okay, uh, it's beginning. And, and, Yes, every trade deadline, if you look at people from Major League Baseball, they're going to tell you that this is going to be the biggest trade deadline ever because that's clicks and views and everything like that. This one does have some serious potential. If Soto happens, that would be a, a very different trade than we see uh, kind of ever in baseball. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it felt like the dam was about to break. David Peralta to the Rays. How about that one? Uh, and then radio silence for like 24 hours now. So uh, that was a that was a little bit of a bummer, but yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be su surprised if we get the Sunday night whammy tonight. Not saying the Yankees, but baseball in general. And then, I mean, let me get within twenty four hours. Deadline we're, day. We're yeah. forty eight hours minus seven minutes from the deadline as we're recording this. 
Dang. Yes, Network is like going all out on their uh, trade deadline coverage. Yeah. Which has me excited because they think things are going to be happening. Yeah, I think uh, not to give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back, but I, I think Yes Network began putting a couple things together like, hey, we, you know, trade deadline. That's probably be a pretty good day for us to like fire up the studio. <laughs> I think they feel, I feel like they always do it. I just know they're, they're live from two to six, like just talking about whatever's happening. So it's, uh, I heard that and I was, I, I don't know if they do that every year, but I'm like, oh, I think they expect some shit to go down. They want to be able to cover it. That's funny. Like right up to the game. So I don't know. When you talk about this Royal set, it's a, it's a really weird series where the Yankees like won games. They shouldn't have the Royals aren't good. And then at the end, Clay Holmes isn't great. And, and I don't know. You're going to hang your head. Like everyone hit the shit out of the ball. You had good outings by relievers and pitchers that you haven't had and you need it. And then clay blows a save. So there's not, there's a couple points of worry. Um, but I enjoyed watching the baseball. The Royals aren't good at fielding or hitting or pitching really. Um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, talk about a good team and a bad team. And, hey, Royals end up taking the last one. Salvi Perez, man, he's he's awesome. He's a really fun watch. He hits a Garrett Cole 100-mile-per-hour fastball and then a Clay Holmes 97-mile-per-hour sinker out in this series. Uh, so credit to that, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it just felt like, okay, the Yankees did their comeback, four-game sweep, the trade deadline's coming, and then you get shot in the foot a little bit. But it it's... It's a lot of the same stuff, man. I mean, obviously, Clay Holmes has not been as sharp recently. Um, you know, the the Yankees had a couple lapses in, in this series that I, I think against a better team, we, we would have seen some different results. And uh, at, at the same time, it, it's just all building up for the trade deadline. Um, you know, I, <laughs> Marwin Gonzalez comes in to pinch run for Rizzo at the end. Marwin's 27th percentile in sprint speed. Um, never been a speed guy. And, and that's one of those things that, like, that, that's one of those things that'll hit the cord in my head that it's like, you know, that should be a Timmy Lowe. Or, or that well, I mean, be. Gallo's there. They're just... Yeah, but they... He's not. I mean, the Lindsey Adler article kind of... Did you see the, well, they, the shot of him they, they put up in the ninth inning there, Jim? Like no, the, but, it, the but he played the field sad. yesterday. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things we're working towards the final Yankees complete roster. And, you know, even as of the last Talking Yanks we recorded, you know, there's no Ben Benintendi. And, you know, after that Mets series, you know, some Mets fans thought we were being, like, jerk Yankee fans. It's like, no, man, like, it's the trade deadline. This team has needs. We've had an incredible start. Um, and it's who are they going to add and what needs are going to kind of, I don't want to say figure themselves out, but, um, you know, we saw, like you said, we saw some signs of life out of some bullpen guys that are, that are promising. We like that. Um, and then if, if the Yankees don't pull off the big trade, you know, the shortstop position that I've talked about all year, um, you know, if Peraza's in the Yankees org after the deadline, but we got a lot of time to talk about all that. I don't. Yeah, my my right now vibe of it all is that they're going to get Montes and a bullpen arm and like just like one good arm. And that's kind of, you know, 
we got outfield, we got starting, we got relief help, and then we'll wrap it up. And that's how they're going to say it. So I, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm hoping they at least do that. I'm interested to see the the Montes. For this is just me over reading into it. No sources or anything. I feel like Montes every the people reporting that it feels kind of like beat reporter agent stuff that they're throwing in the Yankees to throw in the Yankees. I definitely think they're looking into pitching, you know, and I don't know if it's a Tyler Molly or whoever it is, but man, it you know, it's still a really exciting forty eight hours coming up for the Yanks. I hope it's I hope it's a good finish. We'll see. We'll see. Today I, today I was like, damn, maybe it's not a good thing that all the relief pitching pitched well coming up to the deadline and Sevy's coming back. And then Clay blew it. Which I'm not happy about, but it was like, no, 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 no. Go get it. Go get relief pitching. Go get relief pitching. And Zach Britton throwing to pitcher, throwing to hitters tomorrow, I think. Savvy's coming back. Yeah. Zach Britton's throwing to uh, hitters. I mean, yeah, there's movement. I don't know. Marinaccio gets his first shot as being like that guy in the eighth inning. First batter homers. Doink. So get it out of the way, Ron. Flush it out, Disco Ron. Yeah, you want to go through game one? I think we can. Do you mind if I go through some trade coffee with you? I gotta use some. I like coffee. I like to use some coffee. I enjoy coffee. I have coffee pretty much every day, uh, or six out of seven. You know, I kind of like to. Uh, I, I like to have that one day where I'm like, ah, I don't know. Do I need it? Do I need it? But when I do need it, I go to trade coffee because Jim, there's no. Perfect coffee. You, me, BBD, everyone in the chat, we all don't drink the same coffee. Go look at the stuff some people put in their coffee. I don't even get it. But there is a perfect coffee for you. In Trade Coffee, they have 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. Uh, and they have their first match guarantee. Trade is so confident. They'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They'll take your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. That's where they're at. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash yanks. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash yanks and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love drinktrade.com slash yanks $30 off and free shipping trade coffee all right let's do game one trade coffee right around the deadline Ooh. Happer getting traded maybe a lot of interest It's karaoke night at the stadium. A little bit of J-Mo can make you a hell of a singer as Tyone and Brady would get the pill to start this four-game set in the boogie down. Insert pause. Nothing really happened at all. We're zeros going into the bottom of the ninth. And with an unruly courtroom, the judge walks off. His third of the year, a game the Yanks didn't deserve outside of their pitching. J-Mo to Disco, Ron to Clay. Yanks win 1-0, walk-off final. This game was was so boring. Wild. I mean, so boring, which was nice. It was a nice, cozy game for a little bit. Like, 
I don't even know. I don't know why I wasn't even incredibly frustrated with what was going on, but I should have been. Yeah. And it felt like JMO was pitching way worse. He kind of was at the beginning. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, is that 60 pitches through six innings or whatever the hell it was? And you're like, okay, JMO, four hits, zero on runs. Like, good outing. Yeah, man. I mean, he, uh, he ends up with easily the best starting pitching line this series. Um, again, not a not a Royals team that's that's known for their hitting or a lot of the stuff they're doing. But yeah, a, a really nice outing from Jamo. He had his rough stretch. He had a good start. He had another tough start. So this is nice, even though it is the Royals. You'll take that. Um, and then yeah, man. I mean, a. Uh, just in baseball in general, I think another reason Yankee fans weren't too hurt by this, Brady Singer looked like he turned the corner to bust out an old an old uh, Yankees, Yankees classic term. Um, man, he's a young, like he was a first-round pick, young guy, came up, had some success. He was just a two-pitch starting pitcher, so everyone started to see him again, and then he started to get hit. And then he added a third pitch, and he looked lights out. And he's done that for a couple starts now. So, wasn't super hurt by it. It was just like, damn, the Yankees are getting mowed down. Judge's walk-off homer was their second hit of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of had no business um, winning this game, if we're being honest. Uh, Benny batted leadoff. No DJ in the lineup. I mean, part of me loves it. Part of me hates it. Um why do you hate it? Because our best lineup isn't with Benny at the top of the lineup. Um, you if know, DJ's I, out? If, I don't want DJ out, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, because some, some people, and hey, let's see what Benny looks like, and his numbers and stats on the year are crazy. You know, 390 on base, uh, three, 319 batting average or whatever he had coming into the game. Uh, but DJ has been so, so good at leadoff uh, for the last month and a half, two months, uh, that I just don't think there's a best version of the Yankees with Benny in one of the top four spots. Um, so I, I get it's you one game. just don't want DJ to get days off. I get it's one game. I, I guess there's a lot of Yankee fans that think Benny is going to be a one or two hitter for them. And I think throwing him up there first game, I, I kind of... Don't love the message that sense because Paul O'Neill the whole series was talking about how Benny's a perfect fit for this team because like be you dude like go track down some balls run the bases slap it around a little bit and him doing that in the six or seven hole is what would make the Yankees a special team not him in the top of the lineup. Yeah, I I don't I don't mind it reminded me of the Joe Torre like you just got traded here you're playing go right. out there right away and I. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to bat lead off if DJ's playing. So I think DJ's going to play in all the games I care about moving forward. I, so guess, I, don't really, I don't really mind it. I guess I'm worried that they're going to try to do some Yankee funny business where they <sighs> there's days when they try to get Benny in the leadoff spot or something like that, which, you know, earlier in the year we kind of did that with Hicks, and I, I wasn't a fan of that at the time. So I guess I just don't want it to get there. A little bummer to, like, get a new guy and we just don't get to see the A lineup immediately. That was... My only like gripe with it. Other than that, for one game, yeah, don't really care. But yeah, well, I don't think we're gonna see the A lineup for a little bit. I mean, they they let they gave Rizzo off in game three, so Benny slides just fills in there as like the lefty bat. 
I think they're just going to tinker like they did with Hicks at the beginning to find out what they had. And, and DJ at the beginning before they realized like, no, DJ's back. Cause we're, we're talking like after two weeks, DJ was lead off pitter again. Right. They started the season with him in like the fifth hole because he is really good with runners in scoring position. Some people want DJ back in the five hole because of his runners with runners on numbers. I like DJ leading off, but I don't think Benny's going to lead off games when DJ's also playing. I'd be upset if that happened. Right. And I mean, the Yankees have, they've, they've stumbled lately, but they have such a big lead. They've, they've earned some tinker time a little bit. Tinker time. I'm trying to see games where DJ hasn't let off since he's been primarily lead off. When Hicks came back, they did that twice and put DJ back in the lineup. I wonder if those were against righties. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter. And then Carpenter let off one time in a game. And DJ, DJ batted f- fifth. Hmm. And Judge let off one time and DJ batted fifth. But in a, since June 17th, DJ's let off. Um, I think Benny will naturally fall around six. And I guess that's what I'm saying. You talk about it with <clears throat> lineup construction a lot. Like, I'd rather set it and forget it. Put put Benny down there. Get comfortable. Um, but... Yeah, Whatever. Best thing for the Yankees is having him in the bottom half of the order, anywhere five to seven. It's like a bonus piece, but figure it out. Yeah, with Stanback, I wonder. DJ Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Benny Glaber or Glaber Benny? Because then, because you can really go right, left, right, left. I wonder if they're going to go Stanton, Benny, Glaber. Then Hicks, because it gives you switch. Then the then the back end. Well, and I thought it was funny with today's lineup. They went Benny Donaldson Carpenter because they're trying to spark Donaldson. That they put the on base guy in front of Carp in front of Donaldson to get on with Matt Carpenter's protection behind Donaldson to try to get him some pitches to hit. Because normally you'd have Carpenter up in the lineup over Benny. But yeah, again, like. Like Beebs mentioned, it it's it's gonna be tinker season for a little bit, and hey, you're sixty nine and thirty four. That's you get to do some of that. Yeah, and Singer looked good, but they, I mean, they had no hits. It was just kind of a dead game. Yeah, no, I mean Glaber, there weren't there Glaber weren't any scares. Yeah, Glaber slapped one Oppo Field. I I tweeted this out, but I I went to get a cup of water, um, and then I turned the corner. And Rizzo was celebrating a homer, and I was like, "Oh, let's go!" Um, it was a commercial. It was their commercial that they're rolling. That's like the Yankees are doing it this year. And I was like, "Dude, this is the first time I've been excited in like two hours." <laughs> it's outbreak. Yeah. Singer looks so young. Yeah, man. And he looks so pissy all the time on the mound. Yeah. But nasty. Judge walks it off. I guess that's that's like the fun storyline, is Obviously. that Judge is amazing and it's it's a walk off home run like like nothing with these. Uh, Glaber made an error at second again in this game, I believe, and that was a bummer because I specifically gave him the award. Please don't. And then he went and did that. It's like I asked as nicely as I could to not make me think about you making routine errors. Gallo's last start, we think. And that's kind of it. 
Yeah. Clay pitches well. Ron pitches well. Ron pitched really well. Yeah. Two innings. Yeah. No hits. All right. Let's move on to game two then. I think so. Game two is pretty cool. Hmm. It looks like a walk-in clinic in the Bronx with Garrett Common Cole going against Chris Bubich for the Royals. How about some big boy homers early? Rizzo and Judge, 422 and 449, respectively. It's three nothing Yanks. Cole was cruising until the fifth. Five in the fifth as a ball goes through EKF. It's 5-3 Royals. Oh, no. Here comes the rain. Are they going to pull a Joes and bang this game? Oh, the Yanks would bang all right. Screw your five in the fifth. How about eight in the eighth? Capitalized by MVP Aaron Judge's Grand Slam. Yanks go Cole to Chappie to Albert as they win game two, 11-5 final. Pretty brutal with the EKF. Well, it's actually, it, it, it's not EKF. It's a hit. Two hits. Um, Man, this game stunk. Mm. And the rain delay happened. And then a new game started. And also, I mean, the, the Yankees capitalized, but the Royals just yeah. gave them the inning, man. It's nuts. First time I felt sympathy and bad for a call all season. Cause I'm kind of uh, tough on him and in, in like a very like uh poke the bear respectful sure. way. Same. Well, but all those runs being earned is so brutal. So brutal. I mean, it could very easily be six innings pitched one earned run. Is that what it be? I think it still could have been zero, right? Zero. I think it would have been zero. I think literally all five were with two outs. Double check it. Nuts. I mean, Joe's texted us and was like, bro, those are all earned? Yeah. Like, he didn't get beat at all. He looked good in this game. The one, that one play, and I'm not going to harp on this because I know no one cares anymore, it, To the but the first one to IKF, like, I, I truly don't understand how that's a hit. It, like, three hops the infield. The second one, oh, it was a hot shot right at him. It's the exit velocity is tough. It's like, well, it's still, you should have caught it. But the first one, truly don't understand how a professional baseball scorekeeper is ruling that a hit. And, Jim, we don't, we don't have to, because we haven't been on IKF all year, and that that's, was an opinion. We've been on him. We've been on his case. We haven't been. Yeah, we've been, on. we were never in on IKF. In on him, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's why we sometimes hesitate because there's two sides of the argument, two sides of the argument that we've we've heard in our office a decent amount this year. Uh, but we don't have to do anything because Kay and O'Neill on the broadcast. I mean, Kayster uh, was just fork and knife eating it up, just going, what is going on? Uh, and he's a pretty smart cat. So he uh, I, I think he knows the situation at this point. Um, that Yeah, I, I mean, just... It, it hit it hit the point of being bizarre because that was Cole. A he looked lights out early, 
And that was the first hit he gave up. So you're like, okay. And then it was the kid's first major league hit. Like, you're taking away that dude's story forever. Yeah. So, yeah, weird on a couple levels. Um, I'll say this, and I maybe I'm ruining an award. Uh, put it up when we do our award show we always do at the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite half innings of the year, uh, Garrett Cole, just so mad and bored with the Royals that he comes out for the sixth and strikes out the side, arms arms hanging down, no emotion, just like, are, are you kidding me? Um, and, like, I want to show Garrett that tape over and over. Like, that's, A, I think it was the best you looked, and, B, it's hilarious. You look, Garrett Cole was, like, the, the coach's son in Little League that got yelled at, but he's still clearly the best player on the team, and he's like, you have to pitch one more inning, and so he just strikes him out and then, like, Gets out of there. Easy, easy peasy. Tough. And then Judge is nuts. That home run. Yeah. That changeup, that first pitch changeup, he makes it look like BP, which I mean, I'm not saying it was a good pitch, but he, he looks like he swung 50%. Yeah. Hitting a fly ball to his kid off of his other kid. That's what it looked like. Like his oldest son was throwing BP, so he could hit fly balls to his youngest son to practice catching pop ups. Except it was a home run. That's the intention and aggression in which Judge swung that bat. Just so easy, grand slam. Yeah. MVP. MVP. I think his. They said his WAR is higher than Otani now, even though Otani gets it for both sides. So like it truly is. Even he is like currently. For the people that look at war truly is like adding more value just from one side than Otani's adding from both. Is that correct? That's what I heard someone say. Yes. No, I mean, that's, it's very true. I think judge has him by like one war, which again, isn't everything, but it is how a lot of people kind of loosely judge their MVP voting at this point. And yeah, I mean, there, there's some people that are so locked in on Otani being able to do both, which I understand, but it's also like, you know, Michael Lorenzen, when he was on the Reds, was playing some outfield and pitching. That doesn't make him the second most valuable player in the league. It's it's how valuable is the stuff you're doing in general. So, uh, Otani passed Judge at one point this year. Judge had his slump, and Otani got hot on both sides. But now, Judge has gone again. Um, and this was the... Was this the three, the net three homer game for Judge? Because he robbed the first one yeah. of the game. So like, yeah, yeah, man. And, and the and the the last play or the last thing he did was hit a homer on the win the game, and then the next game starts with him robbing a home run. O'Neill had a nice time with that. He has a lot of nice times, doesn't he, dude? That was a legit home run robbery. Yes, he's he's a massive human. And he made that look easy. Yes. That looked like a dad on a little league fence. Like, watch, throw it, th- try to throw it over me, kid, and then you just pull it back. Like him. I like him. I like him. Okay. Good win by the Yankees. Uh, it was going to be like a brutal, another, another like, oh, wow, they won the first game with only two hits, and then they're going to lose this one in rain delay. Thank God the Royals can't field 
yeah. and allowed them to come back. And then they did what they needed to do once they got those opportunities. But it's nice. It's, it's good to have. It's a good. It's a good. And then game three. You want to do game three? Oh, yeah. It's Old Timers Day. Fantastic. Future Old Timers Day legend, Nestor Cortez Jr., and that's obvious, against old Weasley Heasley for Kansas City. Tonight's opener is DJ26, who's starting you off with a leadoff home run. Before the main set by Big AJ, he does it again in front of all the geezers. It's 4 nothing Yanks. A little fortitude by the Royals as they cut the lead in half to make it 4-2. But that's all they'd get off Nestor as he was battling. Five innings pitch, two earned runs, but the Yanks end up blowing the doors off. You know Carpenter homered. And low leverage, Araldis Chapman sets up closer Clark Schmidt to pick up another save. Yanks win 8-2 final. Yanks win. Nestor. Good. A conversation. DJ. Lead off Homer. Mm. You like that? I love him, man. I, I feel like recent episodes I've been harping on the on-base stuff because it actually is otherworldly. Yes, put it up today. He's Since, I think, June 1st, he's had a 474 on base. Again, hitting in front of the AL MVP and how important that is. He's having a nut, he's nuts year. Um, 4.1 war coming into today. Uh, he's leading the American League in walks. This, this was a guy that, like, when he joined the Yankees, he wasn't a walks dude, but it is somewhat of a progression as becoming an older baseball player. You recognize more pitches, and if you still have your contact tool, you can end up in this sweet spot that DJ's in right now. He's got 55 walks and 49 strikeouts. That's awesome. His OPS plus is right around his 2019, um, where he was 327, 375, and 893 OPS. So, you know, that was a juicy Lucy ball season, but uh, what he's doing is, is nuts. It is. And I like him. Uh, the first inning was like exciting and then a little disappointing because they went home run, single, walk, double. Josh Donaldson strikes out. All right. More on that later, I guess. Carpenter walks in a good at-bat, six-pitch at-bat, and then you get to Hicks, one out, base is loaded, it's 2 nothing already, and you're like, damn, like let's end this right now, early. He did get a call called him. I thought it was a ball, and then that kind of like it feel like that. It felt like that messed with his mojo or vibe of the at bat. Double play ball. Hicks used to not hit in double plays. End of the inning, and you're like, shit. All right, still a very good first inning, but I thought we were about to, you know, throw up a four spot easily when it was two nothing bases loaded, one out, and then they don't get out of it, and you're like, uh, all right, whatever. And it's where the world of baseball is sick. Um, you heard it in Kay's call that uh, Benny uh, on on Glaber's RBI double that scored Judge, Michael Kay was like, and Ben Tendy's right on Judge's tail, and he will, and he's like, oh, he's he's pulling up. Uh, I think he would have scored on that. 
Now, Luis Rojas is playing smart baseball because he's saying there's no outs. We've got second and third with the middle of our lineup still coming up. You're like, you know, we should push off, push a couple across. But, you know, in hindsight, with Donaldson still struggling right now, um, you know, it's just one of those interesting things. It's like, ah, you know, I, I get it, but it also, it ended up hurting. Or it didn't end up hurting you, but it's one of those things you just note like, huh, seemed like Benny had it, and then they, they stopped him. And then Nestor comes out and puts two on right away. Like, oh, man. Ends up getting out of it. And then that was kind of the story of the whole game for Nestor. He put, I didn't think he put two on a lot of the innings. And then ended up never really letting too much damage happen. They pull him at 90 pitches. I think he could have went further, but they don't want him to go further. And in the end, I mean, it's not a bad start. Five innings pitch, two earned runs. Five hits and five innings with two walks. That's not great. There's a lot of base runners. Only 90 pitches. Big double play when he needed it. And then I don't know what the story here is. I mean, Aroldis Chapman and Clark Schmidt picks ne- pitched next. And guess which one got the save? Yeah. The three-inning save for Clark. And I was hosting a party in my backyard. How was it? It was actually really well done. Caitlin, my wife, did a phenomenal job. So a lot of times at backyard parties, I feel like people set up all these stations mm. in like different areas and everyone bottlenecks in one area and no, nothing actually gets used. Sure. But we had like a ball pit, a jump house, cotton candy machine, and everything was just like in full rotation mm. all the time. I was impressed. Clicking. Back-to-back saves for Clark Schmidt. Yeah. I wish I would have been, I would have watched those closer, but I, I didn't. I'm sure he looked good. I know it's the Royals. And then Chappie looks good. I don't know if we're going to talk about that later, but it's good. Oh, yeah. God. No, I mean. Um, you're hurting me. For, for Clark, uh, the slider's going, man. I mean, that's, you know, that's what had him. It, it, people very famously remember Clark Schmidt being the um, – was he the COVID spring training MVP? Yeah, the uh, summer camp. Uh, so, you know, he, he still has that. Uh, and the reason he had that is because his slider. He, he's got an electric slider that, uh, you know, it's so funny. Like, remember some of the weird spots he got put in that day he followed Davey as his, like, MLB debut? Um, and then, you know, he's traditionally a starter that it's kind of funny that for now, uh, to mop up a game and give three innings. Uh, he's done it twice, which has, has been huge to covering up some of the bullpen stuff and getting guys extra rest. Um, and honestly, the most impressive part to me was he uh, he comes out in the ninth, he gives up a single to my guy Pascantino, um, gets an out, and then he walks Melendez. So you got two on, um, you know, Ninth inning, his pit, he's starting to get up into the 40s in pitches. Are we going to have to get someone else up? Strikeout, strikeout to finish the game. So, uh, good for Clark. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's a guy you got to circle a little bit and say, what does it mean for this year, whether on the Yankees, trades, or next year's Yankees? I don't know. Want to hear something interesting about I'm looking yes. at his num- numbers on the game right now? Definitely. He, he threw... 21% four-seam fastballs in this game. He gave up two hits in the three innings, both on the four-seam fastball. 
zero percent whiff on on the fastball. Seems like scrap that. Meanwhile, the slider, which he threw thirty five percent of the time, had a sixty seven percent whiff rate and a seventy five percent put away rate. So, I don't know if I'm a Matt Blake. I say oh, scratch the four seam. Yeah, you got to have something for the slider to work off of. Well, the um, sinker. Yeah. Um, which has, which he threw uh, 28%. And then the curveball also has good numbers. So don't throw anything that goes straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then they go for the four game sweep. Yes, sir. Yankees going for a four-game sweep in the Bronx. Zach would hope to have the green key to success for the men in royal blue. While Jordan Peele Montgomery would try to tell them, nope. Go check it out in theaters. We are scoreless into the fifth. Prado with the two RBI single. Garcia. Monty was cruising, and then he got dinked and dunked and gets taken out of this game. Royals put four up in the fifth, but the Yanks, man, they don't care. Higgy with the RBI single. DJ 26, again, it's four to three, and in the seventh, HR to the Rizzo. That's the anthem. Get your damn hands up. It's six four Yankees. Let's go home. Oh, Dozier hits a home run, 420. I bet, dude. And then the Royals find a way to salvage the series with Salvi Perez. 441 to dead center. Old stadium, that would have been in the black seats. Clay Holmes, tough. Yanks lose it on the final game of the series. 8-6 final. Felt like Clay just botched it. You know, Rizzo gets that homer, and we're supposed to be home free. Yeah. Did it again. Waited till the bullpen, waited to the very end, and won the game. Easy peasy. A half-effort win. That's what Flaherty keeps talking about in reference to the 98 Yankees. It's just like, eh, they'd let you in it for a little bit, and then they just beat you. But Salvi is the one that did that in the end. So... Yeah, I mean, they did that. They uh, Clay just didn't have it. Um, his first homer given up this year. Uh, his first homer, <laughs> I, I think, since Bo Bichette last year. Uh, I think some of the stats are just absolutely nutty. We, we've, we've appreciated Clay, but at the same time, we haven't. I, I think he's only given up balls in the air at like a 5% clip. Um, uh, it, it's nuts that, dude... It's where I said it earlier on. Salvi Perez, knowing that Clay Holmes didn't have his best stuff, Matt Blake comes in and basically says, hey, man, just uh, you know, focus on your mechanics, throw it over the plate. Salvi looks for it and hits one of those sinkers. Obviously not his best sinker, but still a 97-mile-per-hour Clay Holmes sinker, and he gets under it and launches it. That there's a little credit there. It was clearly Clay Holmes not on his best day. Um. And yeah, the Yankees came back, and then at the end, they're rallying again, which, you know, kind of the Yankees' signature loss for a while. Um, 
you know, DJ gets on, Rizzo walks, Judge just misses one, Torres lines out to end the game. So, yeah, I mean, what what do you do? Like, you can't hang your head after taking three out of four from the Royals. And if, you know, Clay Holmes has his third bad day in 40 days this year, like, it, it kind of is what it is. You would have liked the four and, you know, a trade so we could really be running hot, but we'll save that. Save that. Clay Holmes fly ball percentage this season is 4.5. Nuts. Yeah. You can see Salvi working on getting under it too, which was kind of cool from a Royals point of view. Uh, and Flash pointed out, even versus the wise guy, you could see him uh, in between pitches doing the the motion of just like stay in, stay in on the two-seamer because it's going to run back towards you. And then he was able to. Got under it. Bummer. Clay hasn't been as sharp. Since the fiasco, uh, and where was that? The Reds, the Reds, and it was interleague. He hasn't been as sharp, so yeah. he's also pitched a ton. So, someone, uh, people posting posting some before and after that day splits, which he's been like good in the middle, but yeah, it's uh, well, a people were making me laugh that the two teams that have got him are the Reds and Royals, so you can almost put it in like a don't care, um. But yeah, the the walk stuff. It's you know it it was part of the reason we got Clay Holmes, uh, for for Park and Castillo, right? Um, and that the Yankees had fully cured. But yeah, I mean he uh he had three walks. Um, like or no, I think he had five walks through June, uh, and then since then. Yeah, five walks, 35 games. He had five walks, start of the season through June. And then since then, uh, and this isn't counting today, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven, and like that's, you know, a couple hit by pitches and stuff. So, yeah, I, I definitely think the usage is catching up, which is hurting his mechanics, which is making him wild. So... Yeah, I, it's something you monitor, and we'll see what goes on at the deadline. But, yeah, man, if we're talking about tuning up for the postseason, Clay Holmes is going to have to take a timeout at some point. Yeah, man, I mean, and how do you do that? Do you just say twice a uh, – well, I feel like you have to get to September before you're saying – we're, 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 we don't care about winning anymore. We're prepping for the postseason, And, and then you get the couple relief of call-ups, you get Britain's working on things and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't expect it to happen in August, but I think that then you need to get them crisp again. It's tough. Someone in our YouTube live chat is saying that that pitch to Salvi Perez was right down the middle. And yeah, that's where he throws the sinker. Like he doesn't hit corner. You look at it. If you look at his heat map with his two-seamer this season, I mean, Clay Holmes, he just throws it right down the middle. That's how nasty it is. Tavi Perez is the first one that, all season to take that deep. Whatever. Not really whatever. I'm a little worried about Clay Holmes and having a rookie closer going into the postseason. Uh, has never done it and also has never thrown this many high-leverage innings, so... It is like 
that notch was already in my head. So it didn't get bigger from this, but it's still there. Like, yep, that is kind of a question mark for me. Yeah. As good as she's been in the first half. And dude, like I, I, I know, um, there's a Boston appearance where I, I think he let some inherited runners score, but he, uh, since the Cincinnati fiasco, he had five clean sheets, um, technically earned run wise that, you know, we've, Literally every relief pitcher in baseball. When Chapman was, you know, still peak Chapman, he was going to have, you know, two weeks where he he was in a funk. So it is what it is. But, yeah, like you're saying, everything innings-wise, appearance-wise, and what we're building for, you know, if we're taking Nestor out of of games with, you know, 90 pitches because we're worried about him, you're going to need a Clay Holmes plan at some point, and it, it probably depends who they get at the deadline, what Britain looks like. You know, if if things get worse, you're probably talking like a phantom IL and take two weeks and we'll see you. But it, things aren't there yet at all. Yeah, you need some, just need relief, man. Yeah. Like, to give our relief relief. Ha! Huh. They need more relief to give our reliever some relief. What's the deal with relief pitchers? Giving They're me relief. Cool. These guys are stressing me out. Oh, Rolaids Reliever of the Year Award. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, okay. Time to give out some awards. I think so, man. Time for a trade to break while we're rolling. Bum, like, bum, give bum, me bum. some fucking boost. What's going on? James. Uh, the second half awards part of the show is brought to us by Baseball Today. Uh, Chris Rose gave the Yankees the trophy in 09. Uh, him and Trevor Plouffe are on the AMP Amazon app Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. They are talking everything baseball. Rosie crushes it. Um, Chris Rose loves baseball, and he comes up with very well-thought-out Questions that Trevor Plouffe just has to give an answer to. Probably baked out of his mind. Um, Download the AMP app and use code BASEBALL today to tune in. You can also participate in the show. They've got a little call-in feature. And I'm sure, especially around trade deadline season, like Chris Rose is licking his chops. Um, So go check them out. It's, uh, It's one of the best shows in baseball. Kind of a talking baseball, talking Yanks guy over here. Uh, Ooh. But go check them out. Do that. Do it. You get to go first, man. The first award we give out here on Talking uh, Yanks is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And you get to go first. And are you excited about having getting the chance to go first? You know what, man? I think I am, Jimbo. Okay. And I think I'm gonna be high and tight on you. All right. And if it's his last series with the Yankees, Joe... No. Um, I'm going Judge. Uh, mm. Like I mentioned, he had a net three homer day. Uh, one robbery, two home runs hit. That was following the night before where he did hit the walk-off homer. He has four home runs this series. He, uh, he has a nice chance to break the non steroid era home run record uh some people dan rourke think he's got a chance at that um 
He's amazing, man. Uh, again, casually playing center field. Monty in the first inning gives up a ball. You don't think he has a chance at that? I think he has a chance. But, I mean, 73? I mean, that's... You said non-steroid. I was followed that up by saying some people think he's got a shot at the steroid record, too. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know... In the in the first inning today, I'm like, okay, you know, Monty's probably going to Monty. Maybe he gets hit in the first and settles in. Ball goes to the gap, and I'm like, oh, is that it? Judge glides over super easy. I, I know we, we do mention it whenever we can, but what he's doing in center field. Uh, casual nine RBI series with four homers. Um, it's insane. He, he's the MVP. It's nuts. I mean, uh, I'm old now. I was little when the home run races were going on. When Sosa McGuire, I was also living in Australia. Right. When does it? When? What happens? When do we start? Like, when do the documentary scenes start happening? Like, does the does the outfield just be? When do they start holding up numbers? Mm. You know what I mean? If there's a yeah. documentary about a home run race, there's fans in the crowd holding right. up numbers every home run. You know. There's something in the stadium where they pull down how many to go. I know we're the Yankees and it's different, but like when when does it like full home run race hysteria kick in? So genuinely asking. Because I, I want to get to that. The the two things going in my mind are either now, uh, he kind of just retained current MVP status, um, or it's fifty. Uh people love a round number, and if we hit fifty and then it's okay. One, that's two, fair. Three, I that that's what 50. someone in chat says too. Uh, fifty, that's when the hoopla begins. I like that. I think I like so. I, I do think we're going to have a a little bit of a miserable segment where the conversation in baseball will be which record is he chasing, which record matters, and all that stuff. Yeah. For so me, I, it's sixty one. I didn't even I don't even know the seventy number bonds. Uh my my dad my wife asked me, and I'm—I don't know. People might get upset about this. I'm not trying to like. It's not hot. I didn't know it. I had to Google it. That's how much. And then I, you know, I just how much. I feel like people didn't care at that point because the conversation became about something else. And when Bonds was doing that, I was not living in Australia anymore. Yeah, watching baseball every day. Like I know I paid attention, but it's 73, right? Mm -hmm. 73. Yeah, and it's what did McGuire and Sosa? What did McGuire end with? So. Sosa finished with 66. Sammy Sosa has three 60 homer seasons. <laughs> I think yeah. he didn't lead the league in homers in any of them, right? Yeah, no. Um, which is just insane. that He did lead the league in homers two years, 50 and 49. Not bad. Um, and then, yeah, Big Mac finished with 70. Uh, and then he had 65 the next year casually. So, hmm. yeah, hmm. man, I mean, I... I I very much agree with you. Like, looking back, you know, okay, so the every other home run record comes from that very specific time when these guys were juicing and doing steroids and we already moved past it. Um, I'm not even – it's not even like a – like, I don't care enough to debate anyone, and I don't care if you don't care. But for me personally, if he beat 61, which – as a Yankee fan, I love the movie 61. Billy Crystal, phenomenal job. Right. It's the Yankee record. It's the AL record. And that that would that would mean something to me. And in like a season in my adult 
memory having brain, I watched a guy day in, day out beat the 61 number. So I don't care if it doesn't count. I don't care what it counts towards, towards the record books or towards your opinion or their opinion. But for me, if he lands at 59, it's amazing. I love it. If he lands at 62, it's a big fucking deal in my own, the way I take it in. Like I, uh, be very special for me. So I'm rooting for that. Fully agree. Yeah. Obviously I'm rooting for, but it's not like, it's not watered down by the other numbers. Yeah. I, I was saying, I think you're going to hear baseball, Twitter, MLB network. I'm just going to mute it. Cause I don't care right. about that debate. I, I'm, I'm not into it. Other people are going to see that. Yeah. Uh, second best OPS on the team to Matt Carpenter. Who's your pride? I'm going DJ LeMay, man. I just, he's awesome. Game tying home run. We're not game tying home run, um, but the home run today to get him right back into it. He has uh, a 385 batting average and a 467 on base. And like you're saying, in front of Judge, how many games are they getting into where it's like, well, if they can just get get the get it to Judge, and DJ's doing that. Yeah, it also looks good on defense. He's fine out there. I really like him in the leadoff spot. And K dropped today, like in his last 35 games, he's one of the top five players in baseball hitters. Mm, yeah. So I feel like because his batting average isn't what it was in those top MVP seasons um, where he was in the 327 and 2020 364, you know, and he's, he's up to, he's at 280, which is amazing. But but people are just feeling different. Like he's somehow under the radar. Like, no, DJ has been like just as good as always. It's just a different mix of things right now. Um, So I, I, I don't think we talked about him enough. And I think he's kind of like demanded it at this point. He's been very good. He's on pace to have a higher war uh, than he did in 2019 when he finished fourth in the MVP. Uh, So yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of just, Living in Judge's shadow, which, by the way, could one person not be more excited about that than hmm. DJ LeMayhew? Um, and yeah, man, dude, he leads the American League in walks. This That's is awesome. A, this Batting is a, in front of Judge. This is a guy that even, you know, the previous two years, that wasn't necessarily his M.O., um, especially coming from his Rockies days. Like, he was a contact guy that sometimes walked. He, uh... And there are empty walks in baseball. I, I think we've been tough on Hicks or Joey or, you know, guys that do have a larger intention to walk. Sometimes there's good walks. Sometimes there's you got walked. DJ LeMahieu is getting walked in front of the guy we just talked about potentially breaking the American League home run record. Yeah, there are empty walks. There's empty everything. There's, sure. Every stat can be empty. Hicks or, would, or DJ rather like obviously his batting average was in kind of special places those years but his MVP years or candidate years like he was a bottom half of the league walk rate guy he's he leads the league in walks he's obviously way up there right now that's it's a new element to him he's awesome you like him I love him he's he's been better at third base than I thought he was going to be this year um, second base still obviously strong. Um, yeah. Who's who's got a higher contact percentage, him or IKF? What would your guess be? Well, actually, hold on. This is just in the month of July. 
which if you want to guess at that, that's IKF's hot stretch. I mean, contact percentage, that's just how much they're putting the ball in play. Yeah. I'd lean IKF because that's all he just, does. And DJ just walks so much. but Well, that's part of my point is DJ has all these walks and the high on base percentage. Right. But 1% uh, or like seven, Paper 75. Thin. 89.3 on the year for IKF and 88.1 for DJ. But you would think it wouldn't be as high because DJ also has the most walks in the American League. Right. But you can put the ball in play the same amount and walk. And you can put the ball in play with power. Yeah. Well, you know, I have actually been liking IKF swings better lately. Not like, you know. Better. Better. Swing hard now. All right. DJ is my pride of the Yankees. And then the next thing we do here is we talk about someone in a negative light. Oh, my God. Yeah. You Yankee motherfucker. Uh, you're probably going to take the obvious one, which I've been planning, so I should study up for the second. Should have thought about that before burning your relationship with God. Um, I'll take EKF. Um, oh, never mind. Perfect. Uh, he had the rollovers again. He'd been in a hot streak. Um and then yeah, I think I think BBD was crunching the numbers before that. Uh, the play on that uh, coal ball is the difference between I think a two nine five ERA and a three three ERA, something like he, that. At least at the start of when at the time IKF made that error, I was at the game, no big deal. Mm. Uh, I looked at the scoreboard and Cole had a two nine eight ERA. Presumably gets out of that, it drops into like a two nine five at the end of that inning. And he, mm. he, he currently has like a 3-3 three, three or high 3-2 ERA, I think. More importantly, I mentioned it before, he ruined a kid's first major league hit. Pretty messed up. I will say this. His 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 bat had a good month. He had a month of July that wasn't bad. And if he was a sure thing, glove first defender, and he gave us this, offense, this offensive month, right. I'd be like giddy about yeah great move cash like that's good because the offense cannot carry a glove that can't make routine plays every time you know his on base percentage went down during his 15 game hitting streak pretty wild (laughs) the uh his stat page is eerily similar year over year over year over year. And like you said, the offense, um, not super problematic. Like you're saying, if he was the all-world defensive guy. Um, but, you know, you you noted it today on the, the chopper where they had the infield in. They get a chopper. It's 2IKF. Um I think where he fielded it, I know you you posted the screenshot. It, it wasn't a force at home, so it would have had to been a perfect throw, which, A, ties into if you're supposed to be a glove for a shortstop, you should be able to make the perfect throw. And He's also, like, clutching in the middle of that screen grab. B, he should have been in better position because his weakness and the analytics, defensive analytics have shown this, going in on balls is where he struggled, that he should have been a step closer and ready further ready to throw home to make that play, but he was not. 
because that is not his strength defensively. Some of the plays to the sides are solid. Um, that, yeah, I mean, the next 48 hours in Yankee land, I do think are going to be crazy for multiple reasons because even if, even if the Yankees don't make a big move, if it's just a, an arm to chew up some innings, man, I think the, the Peraza crowd is going to start getting loud. Hell, I mean, the Volpe crowd is starting to get loud, but I, I think we got steps before we get there. Yeah. And, and then as far as his swinging, he, ha- he has been swinging. Like, even in game three, he got robbed of a by the third baseman uh, with a nice the third baseman, a nice pick. He turned two on it, forget. But it was a it was a like a real swing, not like a rollover swing. Um well yeah, fifty-five percent ground ball rate is 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 harsh when there's runners on. And they're like can play you. It's a high ground ball rate. Yeah. If they if they want to call up the one of the rookies, Jake, they have to do it soon. So you got to see if that kid can do it or not. I think, like I've talked about before, Cashman has his uh, dry erase board, and I think there's a few different options that are going to play out in the next couple days, and that will decide the next steps. Yeah. He had a good month of July. He had the lowest OPS on the whole team. So. He's got good vanity numbers. Got your MF for over there? Donaldson. Easy. He's worse. He I like I like watching IKF hit more than him right now in a landslide. He is a bad at bad. He's averaging he averaged like 3.5 or 3.3 pitches per plate appearances this series. And talking about Royals pitching, and look what the rest of the offense did. Look what DJ did. 385 average. Judge 429. Rizzo 400. Carpenter 444. Donaldson's supposed to be in that top five, man. And he's just a bad time. He's just, he's just, and he's arguing with the umps on strikes. And yeah, I mean, he's an easy one for me. The defense has been good, but if DJ can slide over there and Glaber can play second, then push is going to come to shove soon. Like the rotation has to stop because Glaber and DJ are providing more as a whole. And if one of those three has to sit every five days, I'm sick of seeing DJ and Glaber sit. I understand they have a 12 game lead so they can afford to rest guys. And that's fine. But I don't know, man, the, the results weren't great and the at bats were okay. And now the results are bad and the at bats are horrible. Paul has been all over it. Cause it was part of his signature. Um, with the Yankees. I think we're going to get a Donaldson snap soon. Um, because I, I listening to the Boone quotes, uh, obviously Aaron Boone's not going to say like Donaldson's wash, but the, the way the Yankees measure their players with swing speed and, you know, exit velo Donaldson still has that. It's, it's just not happening at all for him. The, the last 47 games, 195, 251 of 583 OPS. Um, and yeah, man, I, you know, as this trade deadline passes, there's really not too much that can happen with Donaldson. And we talked about how after trade deadline season, it's going to be tinker season. Um, 
I mean, circle him, man, because this guy, uh, this guy's making over twenty million dollars this year. Uh, Against his Royals pitching, he averaged three point three pitches per plate appearance. Just like one, two, three, you're done. Yeah. Or one ground out. He looks off balance, and it's just odd, man. He's just. I don't want him coming up with runner with runners on scoring position. I don't know his numbers with uh, runners in scoring position or runners on base, but right now he's my nine out of nine. He's been awful for two months. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my MFR. Regular old Who do you want to talk about? Where are you going to go? Man, right? What are you going to do? Um, I think where I'm going with my first award. Uh, I think I'm going to the nap time is over award. Donaldson. Nope. Good guess. Good guess. Um, Nap time is over. James, the vaunted nap time is over award is going to Anthony Rizzo. Tony Riz, as you guys may know him as, my friend. Gave me a ball once. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff, friends. Um... You know, there was a little bit there, uh, I think May coming into June, that he he was still being a little funky. Um, And I've I've talked about how much I've enjoyed the top of the Yankees lineup. Uh, What DJ's doing in the leadoff spot is literally all you can ask from a leadoff hitter. Aaron Judge having the season of a lifetime. Seen that. They were all over it on the broadcast. Sucking up to those guys. I'm over it. Mm. Um, Anthony Rizzo becomes that much more important to everything you said about Aaron Judge. Um, because, man, if judgy pitchers do start walking judgy, they've got to get punished. Um, and Rizzo's the guy. Uh, so yeah, I know the the power numbers have still kind of been crazy from Rizzo this year. Uh, the batting average still surprises people, and and we'll see if that makes a turn or not. But uh, yeah, T- Tony Riz, like uh, you, he is now becoming a very important part of Aaron Judge's special twenty twenty two campaign. That home run he hit in game four was a bomb. Awesome, dude. All of us bomb. thought it was foul. Every, bomb. Every Yankee fan, because last year when we saw Rizzo hit that ball, it was 40 feet foul, that it wasn't even close to being foul. Uh, it was just deep second deck. Uh, Boone's reaction was awesome. Don't come in on Rizzo. Don't come in on Carpenter. Don't come in on Rizzo. Don't come in on Carpenter. 
I mean, it was 98 inside. It's like the guy made his pitch. Rizzo just beat him to the spot. Made a bad pitch. No, it was good. Just Rizzo's bad, better. Bad pitch to Tony Riz. Stands on the oh. plate. He does stand on the plate. He'd stand to get back, too. That'll help protect everyone. Like, imagine the judge, the stretch he's on right now, what he's doing if they get Rizzo and then stand behind him. I mean, we saw the Royals just start to pitch around him. Judge on base percentage might go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My first award is the Joe Asanya Award. Mm-hmm. Joe Asanyo. Yeah. Uh, are you going back to Clark? No, not going back to Clark. No, I'm not. Who you got, Poppy? Araldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. Joe Asanya is my uh, the best pitching coach I ever had for uh, an afternoon in Hudson Valley when I was I was pitching the blitz ball, and he said, "Oh, Jimmy, throw that one good pitch." Yeah. Why are you throwing the others? And Araldis Chapman finally said, maybe I'll just throw that good pitch I have with confidence. His last three outings, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, three innings, three batters faced every time. In his most recent one, he threw a, he threw 13 pitches, 11 of them, four-seam fastball, sat 98.8%. Had a 50% put away on it, a 33 whiff. The game before that, he threw um, he threw nine pitches, seven of them. The fastball, 99.9%. This will also allow the slider to maybe look good again. Because once you get the fastball going, then you can become who you are. And I don't know. I also wanted to like say like something like, Watch out for when uh, Clay Holmes takes his sabbatical and gets some rest. Who are the Yankees going to use to save games if Chapman keeps going? And then what are the back headlines and everyone going to be saying? And I, I think Clay Holmes will get come return and get a spot if they even do that. But, yeah, I mean, it's good, man. I was really worried about Chappie, like really worried about him. And the fact that he's looked good three outings in a row and then this is how he's looked good, I like. Because Loizaga has also looked good the last two times, but he's done it by scrapping his good pitch and going more to the uh, the curveball and becoming like a mixed pitcher, which I don't see that going well. Because I think as soon as he pitches to a team who now looks at, oh, what did he do his last couple of outings? Well, actually, he went curveball fifty percent of the time. He went curveball. He's not. Then they start sitting on that. I don't. I don't know how it's going to fare. But Chappie, the fastball is what's going to get him good. So hopefully, I don't even think we're in stepping stone yet, mm. but throw that one good pitch. Keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, I um, I will talk about Johnny here too because he a uh, couple nice outings. I'm 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 not gonna get too worried in pitch mix yet for Johnny. I, I mean, he just need to start getting outs, and I I think uh, the off speed stuff's looking good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna penalize him for that. Um. Chappie, nine up, nine down. Um, you know, relievers are the most volatile position. 
you'd, you'd like to think with all the games and big games this guy has pitched in that he was going to have the fortitude to come back to looking something like Araldis Chapman. And maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. I mean, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a hot button in Yankee land that if he comes out in tomorrow's Mariners game and walks the first two batters, we're going to be howling at the moon again. So, uh, but good for him. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, dude, the Yankees have some roulette pieces in their bullpen right now uh, between where does Johnny Luizaga's return end up getting him to? Is it last year? Is it somewhere in the middle? Chapman, where does he get to? Uh, A lot of our youths in the company, Jim, are starting to drink the Albert Abreu Kool-Aid because he's got the stuff and his numbers as a Yankee are pretty electric. Uh, and then Disco Ron Marinaccio has been lights out for a little while, but, you know, where where are we going to stand with him come September, October? So just a lot of question marks out there uh, that's scary, and, you know, hopefully a couple of those things should pan out, and if you had to bet, it's probably Chapman and Luizaga. Yeah, Chapman. I wouldn't put him in the same bucket. I would, I would go Chapman first. I got him he in got the it. same bucket, baby. Johnny's got one good season. Chapman's got a career. But I liked I liked how Chapman went about it. Throw the one good pitch. Because if you don't get the fastball right, you're never going to be Aroldis Chapman. That's true. Yeah. And that's you. And that's you. What's your award? John, my final award before the most prestigious award of the episode, which you have, my good friend. Um, I'm giving the drink and the Kool-Aid award. Ooh. You got Ooh. this. Ooh. Uh, you still drinking Carpenter's Kool-Aid? Jimmy, we had a new member join our cult, Andrew Benintendi. Uh, he joined the Yankees cult and a tradition with pretty much every good Yankees team is passing the baton. Andrew Benintendi... Had six walks this series, uh, which led the team. He only had one hit, which was that infield single. Um, But he had six walks. He had a 412 on base uh, with a 100 batting average. Um, And what I mentioned with DJ LeMayhew, uh, how there is a direct correlation with uh, as ballplayers get older, uh, their on-base percentage increases. Uh, Andrew Benintendi is... Played, you know, good amount of baseball at this point in his career. Came up in 2016. Uh, he felt kind of the ups and downs of baseball, trying to become a power guy, not a power guy. That this year, we still get caught up in batting average. You know, Benny was hitting 320 on the Royals. He had a three three eighty seven on base uh, with the Royals. And again, <laughs> uh, you know, not... Not a ton of help on that Kansas City team, uh, especially Salvi Perez was out for a little bit. Uh, if he's willing to take his walk and pass the baton and have good at bats, you know, he's he's going to be another around 400 on base guy in the Yankees lineup. So he uh, he probably wanted to do a little more in his Yankees debut, but he uh, he took his walks, he passed the baton, Benny. It was awkward. He's playing against the Royals. It's yeah. like, 
is like the car ride from one friend's house to another friend's and both friends are in the car and you're a different person with both friends. So you're just kind of being awkward. And, he, you know, we'll see him blossom a little bit when he's away from his old crew. He didn't want to, like, show how much fun he was having with the Yankees because his old friends are right there. He doesn't want to hit. Know? He doesn't so, want to hit homers off of them. He played it cool. He was smart about it. They don't want to strike him out. Uh, yeah, it's tough. And that's that was another reason. I, again, it's a little cheeky, but like that's why I kind of didn't like him batting leadoff. It was like, all right, dude. So you're gonna, <laughs> you literally are coming over on the plane with your team, and then you're gonna be facing them as leadoff hitter. Um, I don't know. Just a little bit of, little bit of Yankees funny business. And Benny joining the squad. You have uh you got your final prestigious award, Jim. When did you lose me? Uh, we got pretty much everything I think you were saying. Your video stopped, but we heard the audio. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, because Benny wasn't even like doing anything, smiling, looking around. Can't. Like he's just bored. Can't. He jumps into old timers day all of a sudden. Like that's crazy. What the fuck even was old timers day? They were there. I mean, again, I was so, having uh, my sip and see for my niece, but right. like, did they do anything? You were setting up the sip and see. Um, yeah. Gator threw out the first pitch uh, to Munson's son. Everyone was excited about that, but they just like announced. Just like did everybody. the ceremony part, but didn't yeah. do a game. A lot of pictures. Guys, so they were just the there. Blacks. They were there. Same thing as like a little league team getting to be there because they won the little world series. Kinda. What a bummer. Yeah. There was a. That, that's like a, would be a, a appointment viewing for me. Like we would have set up a TV in the backyard if they were doing old timers and playing a game during the sip and see. My dad and I wouldn't have missed it. I had tickets and I I ended up backing out because I was like, oh, that's that's why I would go. Um, Sweeney, our guy, did a uh, he was, saw that he did his video where he's asking the the old timers where where they think Judge is going to land this year. I had a sad moment where I realized a lot of the youth in the office don't like know who Luis Soho really is. Um, and at the end of the video, uh, they're like, "Oh, Luis, where where do you think Judge is going to land?" And he's like, "Ah, like seventy. He's, uh, <laughs> and he he thought he was being conservative. <laughs> And Sweeney was like, that's the highest one we've gotten, man. And he goes, well, yeah, that's because I'm right. Uh, <laughs> and it was just really good. I thought it was odd. Like, some people, who was it? Said, like, 52. Yeah. Like, just it's fucking old timers day. You're wearing a Yankees uniform, getting interviewed for a Yankees thing. Just say a high number. Some guys get old. I'm old. Getting old. Body hurts a lot. Am I up? You're not old compared to Chris Chambliss. Good highlights. You are up. Prestigious award. The prestigious award. Um, Better sooner than never. Better award. sooner than never. Is that what you said? Yeah. Better sooner than never. Better sooner than never. A.K.A. the No Setbacks Award. No Setbacks Award. Um, what do you got, kid? Tyone? 
No, Sevy and Stan, like, mm. don't have a setback, and then you're not playing until September because we've done that story a lot, yeah. and it doesn't fare well, especially you, Luis Severino. Like, good news, you're throwing again, you're doing baseball activities. Get back soon, please. Same with you, Stan. Started it like, I mean, remember 19 when Judge, Stanton, Edwin all came off the IL like with a week of baseball left and then went in the postseason and Sevy did that in 19 and 20 or and 21. I don't, I forget, but I don't want to do that. Like, because we need to know where, where, where you're at, Sevy. Like, are you going to be our number two or three, depending on trades, or are you going to be a bullpen weapon like last year? Like, Give us enough time. And same with Stan. Get back in this lineup because Gallo's gone now. Benny's here. Make it deep again. And when Stan comes back and you're down the stretch of not giving rest, what the hell does that mean for JD, right? Like, if they had a five-game lead, Stan came back next week, JD's on the bench. So the lead gives everyone a little breathing room, but I'm excited for September baseball. When we start playing our guys and seeing what we got and who's healthy and all that, we got to get through August, the worst month in the year, my least favorite time of the year. Hate August, reading it already. We got like five hours to go. I got to get up about a Mariners series tomorrow because Mariners fans are going to be like, and I am sitting here like, dude, no one cares about this. Get me to September when we can start really having things matter. Um, Dude, how exhausting is that got to be for the Yankees? That, like, the Mariners are going to come into town thinking this means something. Yeah, and, I mean, they've been pissers even before they kind of started to win. They were getting in a lot of brawls and stuff, and they, they're kind of like, they they believe. Today they did. They believe they're the new guys on the block. So, yeah, they're going to come in hot, which I, I, I honestly don't hate until we're recording. Obviously, trade deadline going on through that. Well, they should come in hot. It's just, like, a lot for, like, we're on day one and day two of the trade deadline. Right. I right. don't have brain power. Yeah. I mean, I care I, about uh, a early August Mariner series with a 12 and a half game lead. It's in the stadium. Um, Cole pitches the final game against Castillo. So that actually might be, that's a, awesome. That might be a fun spot for Gareth. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to do the full. And I, I care. I care about these games. Uh, Seattle's a team we could potentially see like in the first round of the playoffs. So I'd, I'd you know, is Herman pitching? Uh, he's currently lined up for tomorrow. We'll see if any funny business happens, but yeah. And then it's Tyone and Cole. So like, I bet they start Gallo tomorrow. Oh, know about that. Um, let's see. We started for Cole Castillo. Yeah. yeah. I don't care about Herman starts. That's fair. That's fair. I I actually like rooting for him to, to get like like be bad. So I mean in my heart of hearts, I'm rooting for Herman to like go two innings, four and runs, gets pulled, and the Yankees salvage it with a comeback. I'm fine with that. Um But yeah, I the Yankees have still been crazy good at home. So being at home with Cole on the final game of the series, uh, those are games I want. And maybe they'll get some trade deadline juice that that sparks the team a little bit. Uh, 
and give Seattle a little punch to the gut. Like, happy for you guys, but we are the Yankees. Uh, and going back to your award, uh, I think it obviously, and I think you'd agree, I think it obviously means more for Severino to get back and get going. Um, Stanton, uh, you just want him healthy in his last, <laughs> in his last four playoff series. He's one dotted OPS wise. So let's let's just get him healthy, and we will believe in him. Sevy, the range you mentioned. Are you our seven inning guy, or are you our number two starter? It'd be good to know. Be good to have that line figured out. Yeah. Good to know. And then give me a trade. Like even during this 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 yeah. episode, I've just been refreshing and looking because it's like give me some juice, man. We got nothing? Like, I'm not even seeing rumors, Jake. Yeah, dude, I, I think the GMs and MLB PR made a deal or something. I, I think we get a passing bomb probably like 1030 tonight. Um, and then we'll see the gates on uncork tomorrow. But, yeah, dude, it's been silent. I know. Uh, it's been silent. So, you see that? I forgot I did this. You see John Heyman with hmm. catching up on credit. Jack Curry was first, like 24 hours after it happened. Whew. What a beautiful man. He close call. Nuts. Close, close call. Andujar's raking in AAA. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't either, man. I, I think for, you know, tidying up, I... I I love Papa Do. I'm I'm at the point where it's like give that dude a chance somewhere. Um cuz if he ends up getting a chance with the Yankees, that means a lot of things have happened in a different direction, which I spiritually I don't know if I'm ready to deal with that. The I know this sounds dumb cuz not a scout, but like dude, the AAA highlights of him are like badass. Like he's hitting home runs. <laughs> like he it it looks like it clicked in his head like all right, so I just have to dominate the shit out of this level, and that's how I'll finally get out of here. And it looks like he's doing that. Yeah, he's got to be shopping Andujar and Florio around because Florio's got one option left, and he just got Benintendi, and they have outfielders. So I feel like that those guys got to be getting shopped as as well as the Rule 5 guys. I mean, I don't... I. You better get something for Gallo at this point. Like that's that's where it gets fucked up. Because if you don't move Gallo in a trade, then what the hell has the last two months been? Because you've just been blocking two dudes in AAA that have earned playing time. Guys on the team are getting were getting sat over Gallo who earned playing time. So if you don't get anything for him, which is the only reason he's still on the roster is they think they're going to get something for him. It's just a, just a bad like vibe to the guys that are getting, you're pissing off. And there's been One some the, rumor mill around it. And I mean, he, he just has to. So uh, we'll see. Um, Florial's a Florial's a wild one to me because we know this is a guy that's been beloved by some people in the Yankees front office for years. Like you mentioned the one option Makes it rough that I wonder if he comes to camp next year with a chance to be the fourth outfielder, and they hope he finds a way because he's been killing it at AAA like all season. 
Um, that being said, if you find the trade for him, you you punch it. But he's got to be a fun combo going on in the Yankees front office. Um, and then yeah, I guess uh, I don't know any any other the dudes on the on the big league roster we need to talk about. Glaber. Well, I know this is later in the episode. But I don't know. If you want to save this for for Tuesday? Uh, but I mean, we didn't do Luis Castillo reaction as Yankees fans on here. We did on talking baseball, but the report was. They didn't want to put Volpe in the trade for Castillo. Um, I I mean, I'm a cynical. Everyone knows I I am the opposite of a prospect hugger. I trade him for get worth. I don't think I'd do that either. Just at 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 a value exchange, like the number one prospect for a year and a half of a pitcher um, doesn't add up to me. Like you're, you're number one, one guy that everyone is hyping up and he's having an amazing season. I agree with the Yankees that if that was all they were going to take, I would have said, no, like we have other guys, better packages we can, you know, so I, I've i been upset with the prospect hugging and not trading and using prospect capital at other times, most other times, but this one didn't make sense. Like why, why does it have to be him? No, I mean, they, uh, they set a tone. The consensus around baseball was like the Mariners paying that price tag, uh, means you're probably going to have to pay this deadline however you get it done. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's it's the weird world of prospects where there's there's some shit around Volpe that it, it truly feels like he's kind of next in line. He already gives, like, professional interviews and stuff. It, it feels like if the Yankees got to, like, create a player every 10 years, like, Volpe is their next create-a-Yankee. Um, so... Uh, it's tough. I mean, Luis Castillo is nasty. We saw him have a performance at the stadium. We'll see him again uh, Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, no, the consensus around baseball was they they paid a big old price tag. Um, and then the on Peraza, if if he isn't moved by the deadline, we have to see him and just see what's going on. Yeah. I don't know in what capacity uh, an injury and he gets replaced for a week. Um, you know, you have a stretch where you don't need an extra pitcher for a little bit and you, you bring him up, but he's on the 40 man. Um, I, if he doesn't, if he's not traded, he doesn't need to replace IKF or start more than him when he's up, but we just need to see him in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, because if you're correct, if you're connect, I don't know if you're protecting, Volpe so much then the clock on Peraza shouldn't be that important I don't know you know I'm just trying to that's where these next 48 hours are wild um because you know with these two top shortstops coming up the system it's it's what do you truly believe in? Like, has Volpe won them over so much that they think he will be the bona fide shortstop of the future? We heard early as, like, earlier this year that he's more potentially like a third base guy, but who who knows? We're all guessing. Scouts didn't think Shohei Otani was going to be able to hit uh, when he came over to Major League Baseball. So there's so much guesstimating. Uh, both those guys got off to slow starts on the year. Both their numbers are now looking really nice. They're both speed and power. Peraza's supposed to have a major league ready glove of his last year. Um, so, yeah, like I, I guess I've come more to grips with if they need to make 
a splashy move this year, which I'm not sure who that is, that Peraza may have to be involved. Um, and then again, I don't know. I mean, does that mean Anthony Volpe goes up to AAA in a week? And if he has a couple good games, does that become a conversation? I have no idea, but it's kind of the fun of it all. Yeah. Yeah, he's still hitting um, Peraza. Last 28 days, 877 OPS, 370 on base percentage, nine stolen bases, and three home runs. So it's triple A numbers. Right. Could very well not work out. A lot of prospects don't. But you just got to, at this point, like Wally's hot, and you got to see. If he's IKF with a little more pop and a little more speed, that's an upgrade. As long as he can not make me hold my breath on grounders towards him and maybe he does but let's find out yes or trade him for a big fish yeah i guess th- those are like the things like uh like obviously with the trade deadline i'm looking for who are the yankees adding but then the other is like okay well who is if peraza is still around like that means this if Volpe is still around that means this if do they have any relievers or any? Not really. There's one reliever that everyone's talking about that's been crushing at AAA. Can't think of his name. I think Hoodie was tweeting about him at one point. Let's see. Reliever killing it at AAA. Your guy, Greg Weissert? Maybe. Johnny Brito? Johnny. Nah, I think Weissert's the guy. Think 40 crazy. innings pitched, only nine earned runs. Big strikeout numbers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Went to Fordham. That's why Hoodie's always talking about him. Mm. Oh, From Bayshore, New York. I mean, the mustache, he's 27 years old. K-Ster and Curry would be on cloud nine. Ruko. Holy simoleons. This guy said, Jimmy makes IKF sound like he's Eduardo, Eduardo Nunez in 2013. And in the chat. Yeah. I mean, I got to look up the numbers, but. Isn't he? I They're probably comparing his defense. That's what I'm comparing. I can't have yeah. a lot of errors. I mean, Eduardo Nunez had times where he was like comedic. He could get to every ball. That was the cool thing about Eduardo Nunez. Right. And then he just fucking throw it away. Yeah. Different flavors of ice cream. Yeah. People like IKF, man. Maybe the most vanity. IKF had he twelve tries errors. Really hard. Fun name. Had, hustles. I'm talking about already twelve errors in 2013. IKF already has that or more. Shake Shaking it out, my head. Man. Yep, shake it out over there. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's never seen someone perform not well and just get so much like praise. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Well, all right. Make some trades. Hopefully, we have some impromptu episodes. Maybe tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. Feels like they all are working on the same deadline. Check out Floorball. Mm. Big app tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. I need some trade juice. Four games against the Royals. Not getting up for that. Although I wanted to. They were kind of exciting, but they were not there. We'll see you tomorrow or tonight. Hopefully tomorrow. Definitely Tuesday. Love you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.